Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grudge Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jules. Hey, we're doing Airheads today from 1994. Um, I can't wait. I can't believe I haven't done this one yet. This movie was crazy. <laughs> it's really stupid, but it's like stupid in the best 90s like comedy way. Yes. When I was watching this, I was like... This just reeks 90s. <laughs> oh my God, right? Like how the record company, like the record industry is like this like fairy tale thing where it's like, how are we going to get our tapes in? Like, it's just <laughs> so weird. How are we going to get our song on the radio? Yeah, because that's the only way anyone's going to hear it. It's, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. But it's really wild. It's on HBO right now and it's fairly easily like streamable which is super good. It's not one of those like crazy ones. Um, it's directed by Michael Lehman and written by Rich Wilkies. I think is how you say his name. Premiered August 5th, 1994. I had seen bits of this movie a long time ago, but I don't remember seeing it completely in order. So this is kind of like the first time I'm remembering it. Oh, nice. So what about you? Have you seen this before? No, this is my first time ever seeing it. Like, and I remember like seeing like screenshots of it, like on like Tumblr back in the day mm -hmm. and being like, what is this movie? Um, but when I was watching, I was like, what a killer cast. Like this cast is excellent. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. The cast we're talking about here. We were just talking like texting while we were watching the movie that like Brendan Fraser is like this kind of like unsung hero of like 90s movies that people just don't talk enough about yes um, yes absolutely he's like my all of these men and i don't i'm not even a giant adam sandler fan by definition i am not an adam sandler fan and i like him in this movie and i love how like diverse all of them are like they're like each different kinds of metalhead <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i just like i really love it i think it's so so I funny I want to know, like, where did the name come from? Airheads? Yeah. Are they, is I it didn't just because they're like, information on that. Is it just because they're all kind of like, um, I don't want to use the term stupid because they're not stupid, but. They're like uh, kind of ditzy. Yeah, they're ditzy. That's, that's a good word for it. <laughs> they're totally ditzy. They're totally that 90s, like, slacker guy. And, like, kind of, like, stoner slacker guy. And they're very much reminiscent of, like, those butt rockers from, like, the 80s. Yes. That were big in L.A. And it seems like they were kind of in this, like, metal band. And they wanted to make it big in L.A. But they kind of came on, like, the outskirts. Because you remember that one guy's like, you listen to that Seattle crap? <laughs> yeah. Because like, this is, like, 94. So we're assuming they filmed this in, like, 93. So that's, like, the dominant thing. But they're like, no, man, we're, like, rockers. Like, they're like, like the Sunset Strip guys. I I love how they uh they describe themselves. Was it slop? They were <laughs> they yeah. they call themselves like slop rock. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Spinal Tap. It's kind of like a '90s Spinal Tap. Yeah, in a way. I mean, I, obviously not to that level. Spinal Tap has like multiple levels to it. This is a lot more like simplistic, but. I mean, it just has Brendan Fraser. We should do like a Brendan Fraser block. I told you about School Ties from 92, which is like yeah. a really dramatic role that he actually also played with the girl who plays Kayla. They were a love interest in that movie too, which is funny. Oh, wow. Like two years before, uh, Amy Locan or Locan is the girl who plays Kayla. Um, so that was kind of funny, but he's so good. Chris O'Donnell, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, 
like a bunch of other people are in school ties. It's like a prep school in the fifties. It's good. But then I think he had like, he was in the same boat as like Polly Shore. Uh, do you remember Polly Shore? Polly Shore. Wait, I gotta, I gotta Google this. Yeah. Google Polly like, Shore. It's insane that I'm like asking you to Google Polly Shore because he's like so much of the nineties. Like he oh, reminds yeah. me of like the MTV generation this of is... like comedy. Yeah, this I think I'm looking at like a screenshot of like the movie that yeah he's wait, in it, like jury duty, he's in Son in Law, he's in Biodome, he's in Encino Man with Brendan Fraser. Like they're both like uh, look up Encino Man. I yeah, can't believe Encino, I'm doing this. Great. This is real Encino time. Man, <laughs> Encino, Encino Man, Man, yeah. Is the is the movie I think I was hitting you up about where I was like, oh my gosh, Brendan Fraser's hair. <laughs> oh yeah and like george of the jungle but yeah yes. it's definitely his hair was like fucking super wild incredible um but yeah that like that whole era of like mtv comedy like Polly shore is another one that i like i love Polly shore so much but they kind of like fell off like in the late 80s or no like late 90s i guess like there were just some, I, there's a really good interview. I forgot like what podcast he was on, but Polly Shore was on a podcast recently. And it's kind of similar to Brendan Fraser. Like I think when like Disney, like kind of shifted and became like really a uh, franchise focus. Cause all those early movies were Disney. Like we did camp nowhere. Like they did really like kooky, funny, weird family kind of comedies. Yeah. Some PG 13, but then they kind of shifted. I don't know when they shifted probably like, early 2000s because then uh harry potter came out and they started seeing that like franchises were like the way to go to make a lot of money so then i think pirates of the caribbean is probably the big like disney thing that they were like oh shit like this is where the money is so they kind of stopped casting those like funny weird like kooky comedies that where those people were making money they did have like amanda Bynes, you know like she's the man and like yeah they had those like classic films where like younger kids were were kind of starring in those movies but they didn't have like these kind of guys. Like they kind of had their time in the nineties and yeah, it looks like they didn't really like, I don't know. They kind of like didn't make a spot for that, you know, it just kind of was like a weird spot, I guess. Yeah. I, I kind of, uh, like, I feel like this movie is almost reminiscent of like a Wayne's world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's totally in that vein that like, dude like metalhead comedy of like stoner comedy like a stoner metalhead late night kind of film that would totally be on like cable yeah super late you know like and you're smoking weed or you're just like drinking a beer drinking a bud on the radio (laughs) i just want to say that radio themes i love like all the radio uh themed movies in the 90s like we did pump up the volume a long time ago i don't know if you've ever seen that with christian slater Mm -mm. um it's great you'll really like it because he just kind of creates his own pirate radio station and starts broadcasting like out to these kids and it's really cool like he just has this kind of yeah like a pirate station that only certain places can hear him but he like talks all the shit that they want to know about he's like speaking for them and stuff. it's really cool so this is also really cool where they're kind of like i love that the radio is like the single communication tool yeah. That you can kind of reach more people on, which we don't have now because it's just all everywhere. 
It's like, honestly, like there was a moment when I was watching this and I was like, what a good idea. <laughs> just just <laughs> hold, hold the radio station hostage. Like, I don't even have that opportunity anymore. <laughs> I know, right? I was going to say, Jules, this is a perfect, a perfect person to talk about because you like have experience with like shopping your demo, but it happens in a completely different way now. Oh, it doesn't yeah. happen physically. And I was like, man, you really missed like a really epic time to have a band in the 90s and to you and like your bandmates to come up with like a crack plan to like break into the station <laughs> like for real co- like was, corner them i was like this literally like taking like a station hostage would be a lot easier than like what it is nowadays to send demos around <laughs> yeah right that's what it kind of feels like like <laughs> it so feels like now it's just like a luck of the draw or the dm or the the inbox it's like if they happen yeah. to look at this email and they happen to like like this. I think I think the only thing that's still like I mean, granted, I don't know what it's like, you know, for for others, but I do feel like the one um like uh constant is the like don't solicit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah if, if you just like cold call nine times out of ten like it's just not gonna happen like you have to have some type of um like network or connect and um i thought that was kind of funny because i never even thought about that when he was like like don't solicit and like we're not gonna listen because of like lawyers and i was like oh interesting wait and that that is a thing like i've actually had um like record companies tell me they're like we're interested but since you sent it in through a submission like legally we can't listen to it and i was like what yeah it was very how are you supposed to get it to them they like i think it's they have to find it they or you have to get their email and like email it directly to them yeah and what's kind of crazy is like why do places even have like submissions for demos then because like if you send it then legally like they can't even like sign you what? I wonder if it's different now, but that has happened in the past to me personally as a musician. Oh, uh, wow. So like, I don't know. It's weird. That's so weird. I like actually forgot about that. I'm like waking up and I'm like in a haze and I'm just like, like, wait a second. That actually happened. <laughs> yeah. That's so nuts that they're like, yeah, that was really funny in the beginning where he like dresses up to like get in and they're like, no, that's that guy again. No, no. <laughs> listen to it i had that really funny story i'm sure i've told on like one episode of the podcast where like the the one time that i met henry rollins and it was like a really awkward experience and my friend kind of forced me because he was like kind of maybe like 15 feet away it was at this gallery opening and like uh and he was like you gotta go say hi i was like no i don't like to go up to celebrities because i have like nothing to say like i don't have anything to say what am i gonna be like i'm a big fan like you know like yeah it's just weird so I, I was like, I don't know. Everyone's like, come on, just go up and say, hey, just take a picture with him. I was like, all right, fine. So as I'm like talking to him, literally, I'm like, hey, I'm from DC too. Like super lame line, but whatever. That's 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 true. <laughs> so I was like, and I'm in LA, so we're far away, you know? So I was like, hey, I'm from DC too. Like so rad, blah, blah, blah. So as I'm like talking to him, this girl's like hand like comes over my left shoulder with a CD that she just like shoves in his face. And she goes, hey, like Henry listen to my band totally like sticks her hand like in between we're like talking face to face at this point sticks her hand and then he he goes like what 
And then he grabs, he grabs, and then like someone grabs her and like pulls her away. Like, hey, like, you know, there's like a line or whatever it was. And then he like grabs the CD and then he looks at me and he looks at the CD and then he goes, I'm sorry, that was like so incredibly rude. And then he looks at the CD and like throws it on the table behind him and he's like, as if I'll listen to that now. (laughs) And I was like, oh shit. I was like, good on you, man. Cause that was so rude. Like, yeah. But you literally just busted and didn't even say anything and just like shoved your demo. I'm like, I wonder how if that happened a lot more in like the nineties when that was like, you know, way more common where it's like, Do you have a tape? Do you have yeah. a tape? You know? Like, For real. That's, that's so crazy. crazy. Yeah, well, at least crazy. now you can't like you can't shove like a like a digital download paper in someone's face. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> download this app and then go to this screen. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> Yeah, you can't copy and paste it, so you have to individually type in each letter. (laughs) (laughs) And some are upper and lower case. And some are special characters. Don't worry, my band is so worth it. (laughs) Um, I also find it really funny that, like, in most kind of, like, uh, Nirvana lore, you hear about, like, you know oh, Kurt just had this, like, fame thing kind of, like, thrown upon him and, like, kind of thrust upon him. Like, they just kind of got famous and, like, whoa, you know, it just kind of happened. And then in Montage of Heck, you have Courtney being, like, he wanted to be famous so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. he was writing to, like, labels, like, you know, being, like, we'll pay you. <laughs> like, fucking sign <laughs> us. Like, I, you know, just, like, oh, my God. But he actually didn't. That didn't even happen. It's kind of funny that they kind of got found out the same way. Like, the guy who recorded like jack um and dino the guy who like recorded their bleach album just heard it and was like hey this was so good can i make a copy and send it to my you know contacts i have at this label you know <laughs> sub pub <Yeah. laughs> just like that just Cash. like organically happened you know what i mean like but they also i guess wrote to labels being i bet they probably were like shit man they're just cold sending us these tapes you know like <laughs> How, who had that tape? Was it someone's job to find out like what happened to that Nirvana tape that somebody sent us? Yeah. When they real. were like, yeah, when they were young, I hope no one fucking threw that away. Who has it now? <laughs> I know. Another investigating, like who has those early uh, Nirvana or any for that matter, any bands that I like, I'm curious if like even the Smashing Pumpkins, which we talked about on Patreon, hint, go sign up for the Patreon. Um, we get into some cool like Billy Corgan, uh, Courtney Love Goss, which I can't wait to dive into oh on God. a later episode after Jai's back from her like um break. So yes. so yeah. Um Amazing. yeah, so that would be so cool. So yeah, I can't wait to like dig more into that. But uh yeah, it's it's just so crazy thinking about like the old ways of like getting signed. Yeah, well now it's like it's so weird thinking about like how do how do people uh go about like making those networks? Do they go like on Facebook I remember like when I was like young and hungry and desperate like just like 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 when Facebook was still a thing like I don't even like my Facebook is deactivated at this point so like I'm not even on it but I remember being like 20 and just like going through like the spider web of networks and being like, Oh, well this person, this person works here. Then that person works there. So I'm just going to like follow, like, like request this person and then like become their friend. And like, just so convoluted and crazy. So crazy. (laughs) I got a job based on the fact that I lied and said that I could do something. And I had to like go on Facebook to figure it out and like find this person (laughs) I said I could do. And it worked. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. It like worked. 
Oh yeah, I I do uh I do kind of wish I had the opportunity to uh to hold hostage a radio station because this looked so much fun. It definitely does, especially when you have a hot sauce plastic gun <laughs> that you're like holding them hostage with. Um, I also have to say that my overall feeling on this movie is it really like shifted um my like I just had a birthday like about a week ago and it really shifted me into like my next phase of like who I find attractive in Hollywood. <laughs> and it's like no longer like the Leos and like the obvious people of the nineties that I like, you know, thought were like super cute when I was younger. Now it's like Steve Buscemi <laughs> and yes. like Christopher Walken, who I would like date right now. Like, because I just like, I love Steve Buscemi. Um, that's, that's why I really want you to. I know we've talked about it a lot. Ghost World. But I really want you to give Ghost World a second chance because I personally love that movie. And Steve Buscemi is like so oddly like cute in it. I love like, him. And he, he doesn't necessarily even play like that um, incredibly attractive of a character, but he's just like an audiophile and like into like these really like obscure blues records and there's just something about his character i'm like i love this guy <laughs> I, I feel that way about all three of the guys in high fidelity yes, <laughs> like, yes even like the super nerdy moby guy and definitely jack black and like yeah. definitely jack black was my main black. guy uh john cusack like annoyed the hell out of me in that movie i don't yeah, know he why was, like, super introspective and kind of like a little annoying about everything yeah but jack black I'm, jack black I'm is jack the black lady the man like the ultimate man i like i love him in that movie he was like the reason i wanted to work at a record store that and like empire records but music was just so cool that it was such a centerpiece for so many um, just movies in the 90s, too. I'm thinking of that movie Rockstar. It's not the 90s. It's, like, early 2000s. Did you ever see that? Rockstar. With Mark Wahlberg and, like, Jennifer Aniston. I'm and Mark Wahlberg plays, like, like they're in, like, an 80s, like, uh, cover band. And he ends up becoming like the lead singer of the cover band because their lead singer leaves or something. So he's like, oh my God. And he becomes like a rock star. Oh, interesting. And it's really dumb and funny. But I was like, that's another one, like almost famous. Like there's so many music centric films that like took place around bands and touring and radio and record stores like Empire Records. And like, it's just That's cool. so true. Yeah. It's just really cool that there's like this whole kind of you know there's a vibe around music that is just i don't want to say it's not there now but it's different but then some things are still the same like i love one of my favorite scenes which we'll get to is like when they have that conversation in the radio station and the old guys are like man everything's gone down since lennon like <laughs> you guys just don't even know you know like it's just like that now yeah you know, i'm yeah. sure young kids are like what are you talking about there's so much great shit you're just not finding it you don't know how to find it like you used to <laughs> yeah it's it's so different like it's yeah it's kind of interesting thinking about like how people find new music nowadays like you know let's say it was the radio and then um you know went to online like i remember um like for my like specific like point in time yeah, uh, when I was impressionable, I was very into um, movie soundtracks. Mm -hmm. and, mo and movie soundtracks were a legitimate way of finding music at a certain point in like the early to mid 2000s. 
And um, in the, I think the nineties, it must've started cause it was for me in the nineties. So it hadn't yeah. changed. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much like, like you, you don't really see that as much anymore. The death, um, of the, the death of the movie soundtrack is like a long form article that I would love to write. Yes. Um, yes. It, it deserves to be written because it's a, uh, I like I'm still very much a, a fan of scores mm-hmm. like I I have like some favorite like music composers who still do scores but soundtracking is its own um like art form in a way like I remember looking into like music supervision for college just because I was like yeah. I want that to be my job I want to be able to like pick soundtracks for shows and I would and- love that job <laughs> it would be so much fun um but yeah i really don't see much of that anymore i see interesting scores mm-hmm. um but i'm not seeing as many soundtracks like i think the last yeah what's the last one you the, remember the last like super popular soundtrack that from a movie um that i can recall was probably like scott pilgrim oh what year was that like oh eight that was like oh nine, I think. Damn. Oh nine. That's um, like ten years. Yeah, and then there were like some other like indie films that had you know significantly good soundtracks. Um, like one recently that I thought was really good was uh, the Kajillionaire soundtrack. That, that's Miranda July. Yeah, Miranda July. There's like Angel Olsen, and the um, the composer for the score was really good. Um, but yeah, we just don't get full soundtracks anymore. And I think it's kind of a bummer because I mean, I guess we do see it in like, sometimes a uh, horror films still have that. Like there was one mm-hmm. called, um, oh fuck, I forget, but there was like Mitski in the soundtrack and they had all these like oh, okay. famous, you know, like indie, you know, pop stars and stuff. But, um, yeah, anyways, I talk a lot about soundtracks. <laughs> no, uh, me too. And even, I was going to say, even in 90s movies and even some that we had before, which I also find weird that this happens less, in films now, you see a lot less bands. You know how you yeah. always would see like a featured band in in a movie? Like totally. 10 Things I Hate About You, you have like Letters to Cleo, like you yeah. have like actual bands performing. And didn't they have one in Mean Girls? Didn't they have like a band in Mean Girls? Um, I don't remember if they had one, but anyway, I know they had like their yeah. own dance. But I feel like now you don't like you don't have that. Yeah, like, you don't really have featured bands in there. Also, a big reason one of my hypotheses is, is or hypotheses is that back in the day we obviously didn't have streaming. So the way to pre-sell the movie before the movie came out was there was a single on the radio. And that kind of soundtrack was kind of what helped you go to the box office because they're doing everything to get you to go see that movie. So if that movie has an amazing soundtrack, then you're like more like double than likely. Like one I can really remember that I remember the soundtrack and the single being pushed so heavy. And it's so funny that I remember this because it's such an incredible song is number one crush by garbage for Romeo and Juliet. Oh wow. And that fucking song was on the radio here for like months before that movie came out. So when that movie came out and when you're talking about a soundtrack, that soundtrack is chef's kiss, like incredible. 
and that whole movie is just like fucking amazing like i romeo and juliet i don't think there's been a film yet i'm seeing that new elvis film i saw the trailer for which (gasps) is also baz lerman looks like it may be like the romeo and juliet type granted same director but that it looks i'm not even a big elvis fan but i kind of want to see that yeah wait let's go together yeah let's go yeah and i'm not even a tom hanks fan and i'm also willing to see it so if you can get me to like really bypass my like innate bias that makes me who i am about like all these actors and actresses (laughs) just like adam sandler i'm not a fan of but i actually liked him in this and found him like ridiculously attractive i think that's so funny because adam sandler was definitely like my first movie crush he's so (laughs) many people's and i just was never a fan of that like weird little you know what that weird kind of comedy that he has where he like does those weird little voices yeah like that (laughs) like like that i never thought was that funny but paulie shore or does it in a way that i like like he does that too and it's called like the weasel (laughs) that's like a name like i'm more of a paulie shore girl and maybe it could be because he's like west coast and i've always super been into those like butt rocker long hair like west coast kind of dude so when i moved to california it was like it was a lot it was quite a culture shock that these people existed (laughs) and i think i think adam sandler tends to play the like he's like the heartthrob but he's like the sensitive one you know like there's Mm -hmm. something like sensitive about him but he's supposed to also be like kind of tough and like i feel like this was kind of a uh like a very strong, like a very classic, like Adam Sandler character. Like there's this one scene where he's like, I can't go to jail. I'm fragile. <laughs> and then I love how the guy asks like Rex, like Steve Buscemi, like, how does he do this? How does he get all these girls? He's like, I don't know. He's like, is it that dumb thing? Is it that like, the cool dumb. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. Uh, I like love Steve Buscemi, how he's just literally like hates everyone. And is so like <laughs> New York. Like, I mean, he is, but he just is super East coast and just kind of like, fuck this man. <laughs> like, let's just like, I just love him. I love his outfits too i love the muscle shirts i love the like yes. things to cut off the the sleeves i think that's great i think it's so fucking great so good i love it um okay so behind oh before i go into behind the scenes it was really interesting that this is the same director who did heathers another oh, wow. classic have you seen heathers yeah okay. yeah good 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 that you've seen heathers <laughs> um he did a few episodes of true blood which i find really interesting uh californication uh three episodes of my show horror story which i'm gonna have to do on patreon i'm gonna have to do i think like have you ever seen murder house like the very first one no what i i've never heard of it oh my god you've never heard of american horror story Oh wait, you're talking about American Horror yeah, Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like yes, I, I've watched. I, I'm so sorry. I, was I like, like didn't, whoa. I didn't Jules understand officially is what like... you're talking about. No, no, Murder House. Um, you feel uh, like uh, like Lindsay Lohan in uh, Meet the Girls, where they're like telling her about this Spice Girls. She's like the Spice Girls. They're like, oh, she's so cute. She's like a Martian. <laughs> yeah, Asylum's really good. Um, I'm scary. And, <gasps> yeah, Asylum's my favorite. Except I fucking hate what's his name from Maroon 5 like they ruined the whole season putting him in there because I hate him if I like see him in person like like I I would spit on him like I don't like him (laughs) oh Adam Levine wow we found the nerve so Adam Levine yeah he is pretty whack I'm not not an Adam Levine fan at all 
I did actually see Maroon 5 when they were not like famous at all. I think that like um whatever their first song harder to breathe or whatever that song was they they had that song out and they were opening for john mayer <laughs> wow yeah i saw them here like at the patriot center it was like 2002 or like 2003 um i was a john mayer head i was like really into john mayer for that's, like the beginning that's of his really career funny. i would have never expected <laughs> i that mean be i have to say and and it was definitely no i had no like physical attraction to John Mayer. I never thought he was like super hot. I just literally loved his music. And then seeing him live, like he's just incredible. Like he is a really talented musician. Um, I think he's like a douche, like personally, like I think it's gotten kind of worse, but those like early albums, like I just like his guitar kind of music, that guitar, like folksy, like I was just into it. Everyone was into that shit then. There was like Jack Johnson. They were showing yeah, all that shit down our Jack throat. Johnson. I was like, I was, yeah. Well, and it's kind of in that uh, the vein of like post nine eleven. There's like mm-hmm. basically this theory of like after nine eleven, we really went through like a um, like a soft rock, uh, just like plunge of. Um, yeah, like the Jack Johnsons, like all the men wearing flip flops and like wearing like a fedora with like low rise jeans, like Jason Barraz, yeah, Gavin exactly. McGraw, Ryan Cabrera, <laughs> like Colby Calais, oh like, god, just all, that Tunstall. <laughs> yeah, that whole like yeah, that's, that's like post nine eleven music. Yeah, because um, yeah, it was yeah. like people needed like happy chill music, like a warm blanket. <laughs> yeah, Nora Jones. I kind of like Nora Jones. Yeah, no, they were, it wasn't <laughs> that they were bad musicians. It just, they, oh, they yeah. all con- kind of like come around at that time. Yeah, like that, yeah totally. that was responded to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I did like John Mayer, I have to say. I do still bump uh, the Clarity album every now and again. <laughs> it's it's good. Um, yeah, so it is really good. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, he's gone a little off the rails for me now. Like music wise, I don't know what the fuck he's doing in his personal life, but um, yeah, I find that so so crazy that he did um, horror story. Also, forty days, forty nights with another favorite of the pod, Josh Hartnett. Ugh, love Josh Hartnett. Nice. I just love him. He's in something coming up because I was like, oh, yes, he was in Penny Dreadful, which is really good and got canceled, but. He's in something else coming up, so look out for that. And then Because I Said So, which is that movie with Diane Keaton. He directed that. It's like Diane Keaton and like Mandy Moore, I think. It's oh, wow. It's like like kind of mom-daughter things. Yeah, it's one of those. I, I like love Mandy Moore. <laughs> I do, too. I can't believe she was married to Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams right? is another one of those guys who came around during that post-9-11 thing. Good Lord. Um, I, I forgot she was married to him. It was like for some reason when she was married to him, I like... I don't know how I had like a brain lapse. I didn't even know she dated him. All of a sudden I was like, they're married. And then it was like, wait, they're divorced. Like yeah, I, I had no idea they're married. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Um, but she's such a great actress though. I really like she her. She is. I, I also just like love her music. <laughs> like Andy. So real. Yeah. That debut album. Yes. Well, there is also, I forget like what music video it was. I'm doing, I never do uh, Google searches when we do podcasts. Oh, this today, is I am doing it. Yeah. There's this like one music video that Mandy Moore does, and she's like um, in, like, there are all these like bubbles, like, or, or no, no, it's balloons. Crush? Just balloons. Um, I not can't. Candy. Not candy. Is it crush? Is it that one from A Walk to Remember? I'll oh my god! Remember. 
Okay, okay. Uh, podcast listeners, if you want us to review a walk to remember, but, uh, are you gonna please make you do a walk put it to in the DM because I loved that movie. Oh shit! All right, uh, you got me to do Twilight. I think I'm gonna have to do a walk to remember. There, man. What? I forget. I can't find this music I think that's video. Crush. But she also did. Um, she did the Rapunzel disney movie which wasn't bad i have to be honest. which wasn't bad really yeah i like kind of love that movie not you love not Mandy Moore. like <laughs> i actually love many more i watched the first of this is us like the first season i think oh okay is she touring again oh my god what does she do now like what is her music like now have you heard it now um I know she did, like, a cover of something recently. She did, like, a Rihanna cover. Oh, and it's, wow. like, kind of folky and stuff. That's, like, the last I've heard. Um, oh, I love her. She's yeah. a great singer, too. She has a very pretty voice. Yeah, I feel like she's, like, a really, really good singer. People don't and just like good as she is. Fuck Ryan Adams for, like... Because he was, like, you're not a, you're not a real yeah, musician. And she like, was, like... She was like, my voice is my instrument. Yeah. Like, and I like write these songs. And he was like, that doesn't make you a musician. I was like, shut the oh, fuck up, Ryan God. Adams. Your hair is awful. <laughs> oh, my God. He looks like someone like put him in a laundry machine. Like, doesn't he always look like he just got out of like a washing machine? Like, he just Yeah. I'm like, dude, weird. Give, give me my 2001 flare pants back. Those are mine. Go back with the American Apparel ads. We this is this is one part of the indie sleeves that we do not want. <laughs> we do not want that back. No, no. You can totally uh, have that. I just ugh. God, thank God she's out of there. Thank God. Yeah, good for her. Um, also, in other music video news, there is a new. This is going to be super old by the time this comes out, but whatever. Go watch it. There's a new ASAP Rocky video, and it has like Rihanna in it, and it's very much like this is my woman, and it's the most incredible video I've ever seen. Whoa. Like it is the way that it's shot. I've never seen anything shot like this. It's very cool, and the fashion is ridiculous because, of course, it's Rihanna and ASAP. So, oh, cool. just yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Somebody actually posted on Twitter like, "Oh shit!" Like Drake is going to be done out. I was like, "Yeah, he will," because this is very much like this is my woman, and look how amazing we are together. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm gonna have like, to check that when we're yeah, done. Yeah, I was like, "Uh oh." Okay, so behind the scenes, did you write anything down for this one? I didn't have any. Okay, there's just a few. So IMDb gives us a 6.9 out of 10, which I think is pretty low. Um, I think it's a little bit better than that. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 25%. Wow. I mean, it's like a silly comedy. I don't think it's supposed to be like an Oscar winner. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do they expect? Audience score is 50%, so that's better. But still, I would give it a bit more than 50 But my score differs when it comes to comedies. Like, I would give this movie an 8 only because I just think it's really funny and you know what I mean? But it's not an eight as in like best picture Oscar. It's like on the comedy scale. I I laughed out loud. So I like it. And, and Google users also gave it an 88%. There you go. So, so I feel like it's like, like it gets popular vote for, you know, just being a fun movie. It's a cult. It's a cult one. Yeah. Um, We also have to do, we have a request rules for blank check. 
no yeah way. yeah one of our listeners who listened to camp nowhere like heard us talk about like the disney movies and they're like oh my god blank check you have to do blank check so we're gonna do blank check <laughs> blank check was like my ultimate dream it was like a yes. goal as a child i was like like i want this i can't <laughs> wait to rewatch this as an adult and find this all incredibly like problematic and like completely unrealistic but i I'm, i can't wait so yeah we are gonna do blank check so don't worry um, that's kind of funny. Um, so the budget for this movie was eleven point two million. I'm assuming that has to do with like renting this radio station for like a month. Because what else could it be? There's no location. Yeah, like it's all one place. Unfortunately, it only took in five point eight million, so barely half. Oh, wow. So it wasn't a good uh, box office one, but. So I watched a interview with Steve Buscemi looking so cute in 1994. How old was he then? I'm going to do a quick goog. Um, he had like a ponytail. It was really funny. And the woman was like asking him like, so what did you think about, um, you know, like doing this and doing that? And he was kind of like, oh, you know, oh my God. He was literally like late thirties. <laughs> like I love it. <laughs> like he's so cute. He looks so good. Um, and he's just like, He's like, yeah, well, you know, like, I didn't really, I didn't really know a lot about these guys. He's like, but our costume designer, Bridget Kelly, said that all of us have to look kind of different, but one of us had to wear tight pants. So he's like, I guess I got the one that wore the tightest pants. Like, that's what I guess (laughs) I got. And he said, you know, we knew we wanted to do a movie because we all went to, like, the Sunset Strip and we all went to the clubs and we just saw what was going on and what people were wearing and what music people were into. So that's how they kind of decided to do this movie about the fact that there were a lot of bands in LA people trying to get signed I'm sure this was like a kind of a real situation or like just a heightened version I'm sure there probably were bands coming to you know stations like knocking on the doors like leaving tapes and stuff so I think that's really interesting and it kind of played that like bad guy record company you know Mm -hmm. the guy who just wants to make the money and you know all that kind of stuff which I thought was really interesting so he said um that the director wanted Steve Buscemi to shave his head. And he was like, no, I don't think that'll be good for me. I think that'll be where he's like, so they got Adam to do it. Nice. <laughs> and he's like, so I told him later that like, I told him I wouldn't do it. And he said, that was cool. He's like, cause it actually worked for his character. I was like, yeah, it did. Cause he had that little beanie. Yeah. I yeah, really I love, love the that beanie. beanie that has like the Pips pool service. Like I kind of want that. We should like it's make so cool. a shirt that says like oh, Pips should. pool service. <laughs> amazing like that's so cool i fucking died when you find out like when like you just hear the cop talking about how his wife was cheating on him with the pool guy and like the just the cop isn't fully there yet like, it was dry there was nothing around he didn't clean anything <laughs> like oh my god it's so, so funny. funny like no is there anything in that van drugs no just a bunch of like toys and some you know pool equipment <laughs> it's like pool equipment pool equipment dun dun <laughs> like it's so funny <laughs> um so i thought that was really funny and then they they the woman was really cool she was like this older lady that was asking all these questions she's like kind of famous in the industry um for interviews a long time ago and she's like so what's the first what's the last like concert you've been to like are you like a are you like a rocker guy? So this is 94. He's like, no, I'm not really a rocker guy. He's like, but I did see Pearl Jam like a month ago. 
And and she's like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I was at uh, SNL when Adam was there and they were the host. and he, Or they were the guest, I mean. Like, Pearl Jam was the guest then. And he's like, so, you know, they invited me to, like, come backstage to, like, one, their next show. And they were, he's like, they were really good. I was like, yeah, the fuck they are. <laughs> In 1993, you're, like, talking about, like, Eddie Vedder being like, yeah, man. I just want to <laughs> hang out with Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really cool. Um, I also love him in Reservoir Dogs and Boardwalk Empire, which is like one of my favorite shows. Amazing. So I like love him in that. But I um, thought that was really cool. And then the woman also asked, uh, what was your first rock and roll record? You know, since we're talking about records and stuff here. And he said, well, he's like, I didn't really buy anything. Um, he's like to start, but he's like, I had a really cool cousin and she would give me her old records. So he said she gave him these 45s. And the one that he really remembers is um, Elvis. That was like an Elvis 45 that he oh, had. Oh, wow. That was really cool, yeah. That's so cool. I thought that was neat. Um, so speaking of John Cusack, he was actually considered for the role of Chaz. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that didn't happen. <laughs> so glad. Yeah, right. I cannot see that at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. And the Lone Ranger song that they have is um, actually a song by Reagan Youth, like the 80s band Reagan Youth. That's oh, actually cool. That song, which is really cool. Cannibal Corpse was supposed to be the band in this uh, movie, but then because they were in the second Ace Ventura, because it was Jim Carrey's favorite band, they, like, you know, went with... Um, like they went with like the other band to start. So I was like, Oh my God, that oh. fucking is so crazy. That like, Interesting. I, it's so weird that that was like a choice that they, that they like definitely wanted this band. Like they definitely wanted like cannibal corpse, which yeah. I thought was really funny. Um, but yeah, and that's really cool. I think I talked earlier about the fact that, uh, Brendan Fraser and Kayla, I forgot her, her real name, Amy, something locane uh-huh. we're in school ties so that's another one that was really interesting okay i do have a interesting behind the scenes for you Ooh, what is it uh, unless you already have this oh no what this is for you specifically Ooh, what? um oh, God. the composer for airheads also yeah. carter burwell also did the composition for the first twilight movie shut the fuck up <laughs> No yeah. way. I, I, I was just looking and it was like, it was like Carter Burwell. Um, and I was like, wait a second, Carter Burwell. I know that name. I know that composer. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. I can't believe everything's now becoming a Twilight reference. I have officially like reached some kind of plane. <laughs> like it's, it's so fucking weird now. Welcome. Welcome, Laura. I know. Welcome. Welcome to this like weird weird ass world um <laughs> i also love that we have a uh, lemmy from motorhead i love that they're like yes school book year editor and he's like yeah <laughs> that was really cool amazing lemmy, lemmy's so awesome um the only other thing that i had was that christina applegate was considered for the role of kayla and that's funny because i wrote that in my fashion notes but she is very kelly bundy <gasps> That's really interesting because there was a moment, like, I think it may be, like, the second scene that they show her. Mm-hmm. And I, like, did a double take. I was like, whoa, is that Christina Applegate? No, that's not her. Yeah. And is it, they look very similar. I think they kind of made her look like her because they couldn't yeah. get her. It's mm-hmm. kind of, like, what it looks like, like, which is yeah. really weird. Because I was like, she looks a lot like her. But I knew it wasn't. I was like, that's so weird. Um, also, 
I think that it was a better choice to have White Zombie instead of a Cannibal Corpse because I have a thing for Rob Zombie too. I think he's so oh same. I think he's same. so fucking hot. I don't know what Love it is. Don't zombie. ask me to explain. That's what it is. <laughs> that, that. Rob, Rob Zombie and um, is it Shirley Moon? Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Oh, mm-hmm. both of them are so gorgeous. So fucking cool. Coolest couple ever. Yeah, so cool. Like so cool. Um, it's really crazy because we're moving on to fashion. Oh my god. Bridget Kelly, hi. Uh, men out there, this is what we want. <laughs> is, but you gotta like pull it off. You gotta be confident. You gotta be, you don't even have to be like, you know, stereotypically attractive like Steve Buscemi. You just gotta be fucking cool and pull it off. <laughs> Can I just say, Brendan Fraser was wearing this purple. It was oh, almost like a crop top. Yeah. Can we bring back the 90s like dudes in like crop tops? Yeah, and it's not even a high crop top, man. No. Like you don't have to do a full commitment of the crop top. Just get, just give like a, like three three inches of the crop top. You know, just like right right below the belly button. Adam Sandler, great, great. Yeah, great Everyone, crop top use. I'm gonna yes. Google '90s men's crop tops. I don't even know what's gonna pop up. Men normalize men's crop tops. You should Google Johnny Depp uh, Nightmare on Elm Street crop top. Wait, end of what? story <laughs> end of story he's the first guy that i remember in my youth being like it's a nightmare on elm street uh-huh that's his first movie if you have not seen that that is a crime just among uh-huh. cinema fans but yeah oh wow oh yeah i forgot about that yeah that's the first guy i remember seeing like in a crop top then will smith had it in like uh fresh prince yeah like he was a big one and like mark Wahlberg in that photo with kate moss that Calvin Klein photo. Like the crop top needs to come back. I'm saying this fashion people out there. Let's bring it back. Yeah. The men can do a crop top. (laughs) Yeah. Don't just, the women don't just have to be the only ones having fun with the crop top. Yeah. It's so funny. Every time I buy a t-shirt, like the first thing I do is, Oh, I'm going to cut this and make it into a crop top. Literally all of my tops are crop tops and men deserve it too. Yeah. They deserve a little fun. Fucking do it, man fucking do it like let's bring the 90s all the way back is what i say (laughs) let's not pick and choose the men need to get some of the 90s uh era too and like let's not forget that like in the 80s the like the jocks were the ones to wear the men's crop top and the fucking short shorts and and like the the tube socks yes yeah i say i say we gotta normalize it and it literally just i love how like I just love so much that, like, I was watching that Abercrombie documentary. Did you watch that? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about it because I was obviously, like, young and in high school. But I was like, I just love so much that they marketed this, like, crazy homoerotic imagery to, like, dudes who probably were, like, crazy homophobic. And, like, they just didn't even know they were, like, buying into it. (laughs) They, like, because they would see these ads of all these dudes and, like crop tops and like whatever you know like that total 80s like camp counselor vibe and like you know no pants which was i definitely thought was weird but i was totally like not mad at this like this is cool obviously they masked like everything else that the problem was because there was like a fucking awful ass company i i like successfully um stayed away from abercrombie and fitch like i remember like i was definitely (laughs) Not that this is, like, much better, but, what? like, I was definitely, like, the, like, hot topic kid. No, um, and, like, would make fun of, topic. 
Yeah, I would like make fun of the kids who went to Abercrombie and Fitch. But the reason why I made fun of it was because I couldn't fucking afford it. Was it. expensive, like, yeah. Yeah, you, you knew who the rich kids in school were who had the Abercrombie. Like, I think when I was in seventh grade, I had a uh, Aeropostale sweater um, that said Aeropostale. And that was kind of like, okay, people like people know you're poor, but like you're trying, <laughs> you know? And, and so so I was like, after after doing that like in like seventh grade that's when i was like fuck this i'm on a hot topic (laughs) yeah hell yeah i I think at that point i was like of course i had no idea what the future would hold but i have like you know marilyn manson shirt on i think i had some more like gothic shit was into those like spike collars um and like spike bracelets but i definitely had um abercrombie jeans because i couldn't fit many jeans and for some reason their jeans fit me i have no idea why but i could find jeans there you know i had the same thing with like american eagle american eagle jeans like to this day like i haven't bought a pair in a long time but they're like all of those brands have good pants yeah they have good whoever's cutting the fabric Mm -hmm. like cutting the sizes i still buy my pants from urban outfitters and like obviously i used to work there a long time ago but they like fit me and they're like not crazy expensive (laughs) so like now jeans are still we're like so old but like i remember when i was like i don't know fucking 16 or something that diesel jeans were like really cool and they were like over a hundred dollars and my mom was like are you crazy like absolutely that. not. And now jeans are like I see jeans are like three hundred dollars. I was like for one pair, like yeah. <laughs> you wear jeans so much. Like that's I would wear them every day. I would like never ever wear anything else if I spent that much on pants. Yeah, for real. On jeans, like just blue jeans that I could get anywhere. I remember. Um, I think the most expensive pair of jeans I've ever bought were like ninety eight dollars. Yeah. Which that's like to me a lot of my like I'm I'm the type of girl who like will go online, literally just go through the sales and just like look for the bargain. Yeah. Know? Well nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And so like what when I bought these jeans, I was like, okay, these like these are gonna be my good jeans. I'm gonna take care of them. And I I was able to get like one solid year out of them and then fucking got a hole right in the butt. <sighs> And I'm just like, these jeans, and that's why I just never spend more than like 30 bucks on jeans. And of course, people tell you the other thing, you know, well, if you spend $200, they'll be good quality and they'll last longer. So really in the end, I'm like, yeah, but still, if you don't have the like $200 to just drop on one pair right at one time, yeah, yeah, it's a little different. I'm sure they are better. I'm sure they're better jeans, but yeah, we got off on weird tangent, but speaking of jeans, (laughs) Brendan Fraser's jeans, I love, I love that like tight, um, like kind of frayed ripped jeans. It's not the baggy ripped. It's like the tight ripped. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like cheese grater type shit where you like take a Mm -hmm. cheese grater to it and like soak it in bleach. (laughs) Like that's what we used to do. Um, which is like really cool. I love, I love his outfit with that purple shirt. We were talking, we were talking about crop (laughs) graphic tees (laughs) when we got off on a tangent. I I also love his headbands. Oh, I know. I love it. It's great. I love the hair. Yeah. I also really loved Kayla's leather jacket. I think she pulled it off really well. She looked dope. She looked like Kelly Bundy. Yeah. Like they literally just took Kelly Bundy's outfits. Cause yeah, I wrote that too. I love her chokers. 
And she had yes. those, like, thick velvet chokers. I love those. It's very uh, Brenda Walsh, uh, a.k.a. Shannon Doherty from 90210. She was, like, the queen of those chokers, along with Kelly Bundy, Christina Applegate. That was that was a cool era. Um, she had those cool fishnets and, like, a purple velvet, like, short and top set at the end with that leather jacket, which I thought was really cool. Um, David Arquette, little baby blonde David Arquette. <laughs> that was really funny i actually was going to say i don't remember like because i saw him i saw his name on there and like i was like wait i don't see david arquette anywhere he's a little the blonde guy who was like working in the station <gasps> he has that like bugle boy looking no faded way. shirt yeah <laughs> no wait that was david arquette yeah that's david arquette have you wow, ever seen that the was original? A great character. Yeah, yeah. He was like in there. He went out. I think he went out and then he tried to get back. And yeah. Like Rex was like, no, 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 you should have never left. Yeah. Oh my God. I had no idea that was David Arquette. Yes. Yeah. But now I see it. Like I totally see it now, but it just like didn't register at first. It's also really funny because uh, he, the year before, two years before, was in the, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like the movie with Luke Perry. Um, wow. which is so cheesy, but it's worth a watch. I mean, we did an episode on it a long time ago, but it's worth a watch if you like Buffy. But yeah, it's funny that he was in that <laughs> like right before. David, Ar- David Arquette did um, this incredible short film that came out in 2008 oh. um, called Nosebleed. And dude, this this short film is like a fever dream that I'm like, <gasps> did I hallucinate this? But it definitely exists <gasps> if if anyone can find it for me because I literally cannot find it on YouTube. I I found the IMDb for it, um, but it is an incredible short film wow. with David Arquette and there's a Beck song in it. Oh, um, cool. And it's like so cool. And I feel like everyone who either like David Arquette or just like you know indie short films they should watch it (laughs) I feel like he's like the like one of a of a better version of like Nicolas Cage like like a younger version like he just kind of also lives in his own world and we're just kind of like take him for like whatever it is you know what I mean like we don't really question it we're like oh yeah that's him like that's Mm -hmm. David Arquette I feel like that's how we are with Nicolas Cage who is a fucking gem and national treasure same with Pauly Shore I think Pauly Shore is a national treasure he like needs to be treasured. We need him back on like TV. I feel like he needs to have a late night talk show because he's like yes. so weird and funny, and we just need like some something like that. Like he's just really weird and funny, um, which is really you know, really cool. Going back to uh, to the Brendan Fraser outfit, I'm Ugh. like so jealous of his hair. Like so cool. I wish my hair looked like that. I'm jealous of all men's hair. Like, men's long hair is... I don't know what it's in the water. And they don't even, like, do anything. That's yeah, the thing. They They're like, oh, I don't even wash it. I, I wash it in, like, fucking car grease or some shit. I'm like, what? This is not fair. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, not fair. I'm like, how do... Like, all those guys, Chris Cornell, Eddie Vedder, like, that hair. I mean, come on. It's so beautiful. It's so nice. Yeah, same thing with Brendan Fraser. Brad Pitt's another one. Incredible long hair. Like, an interview with a vampire. Yeah. Ugh. It's like, it seems like it's so thick. And just, like, women don't even have hair that this, like, layered and, like, you know, like, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, naturally, it's it's not right. It's, <laughs> it's not right. Fair. Um, so Pip, which I love that name, who's Adam Sandler. I love his beanies. I wrote crop shirts, flannel muscle tee, sign me up. I wrote, I don't, I can't believe this. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> I just 
never ever like Adam Sandler in any way. Um, I'm just not like into him at all. And it's just so funny that I'm just like, sign me up. <laughs> like all it takes is this movie to make me a believer. And then Rex is like my dude. Like I love him. I love his little like scrawny, like tight pants. And I yeah. love the fact that he's a bass player. I just think that's so funny. <laughs> like I, he totally is a bass player. He totally is. He's modeled after the bass player of Pantera. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, which I find really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, that's they don't really have any outfit changes like throughout the movie because they're like in that hostage situation for like most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one else's outfit was that cool. I mean, that guy who was the showrunner who had like the yellow with like that chain link kind of uh, weird watch or something. It was very like soft rock, which is what they were turning into. Like the station, yeah. it was very much like that vibe. The <laughs> yeah, the rain. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> I kind of like that. I really wish, like, one of my dreams in life is to have, like, a radio show, which could all often happen. Who never know? Um, but, like, to actually be on air, you know? And to be, like, just someone overnight would be cool. I'd love to do a soft rock. I'd love to do, like, those love dedications. Like, I love... <laughs> do you remember those? Like, I don't know if they still yeah. have them, but they're like, hey, it's Johnny out there. And, you know, she just wants to tell, like, Sarah that, like, she's thinking about you on that big rig. <laughs> and then, like... <laughs> And then they play like, you know, like, she's waiting for you to come home. This is Bonnie Raitt (laughs) with like, whatever. Like, I would literally love that or even to make a movie out of that. (laughs) Of like a weird thing that happens on like one of those love dedications. Um, That would be really cool. Because I don't know if they still have them. Let us know. Do they still have those in your town? Or check out the radio at night if you're listening to this at night and see if there's like a love dedication station on. Because I want to know. Love dedication station. <laughs> yeah, if there isn't, I want to like make one. <laughs> you should, you should make one on TikTok. Oh my god, I you should. should just, like, create. You should just like create a little, a little submit. Yeah, like a little video. Submit. That's yeah. like one of those like late night like car driving videos, and it's just <laughs> yeah. my voice being like, "Hey, the thing is, I can't use like the songs. I would need like a good. Uh, I would need like a good intro, but you can't use like the songs on TikTok." Well, you could always use, like, the, like they usually have, like, the one-minute clip. Oh. I'll look into those. See more things to do on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok follow the TikTok, the by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, t- TikTok will be will be over in probably, like, five years. Instagram is basically over. It's dead, yeah. It's so dead. Sorry, everyone, um, but it's dead. I mean, there's some people there, but, I mean, it is TikTok, isn't it? Yeah, t- TikTok is the one, and I'm I'm curious what's going to uh, what's going to take over after TikTok. But Twitter um, and Elon changes the fuck out of it. Oh, good lord! And it just becomes like a cesspool of God knows what. Twitter is just so toxic. Out of all of them, Twitter is the most toxic. It is. I I really like narrow narrowly only follow like really funny things and like good. intelligent people. I guess so. I don't get triggered often on Twitter. But I can see how it can happen, depending on the type of job you have. Like, if you have a job or if you're, like, constantly interacting with people that you just kind of don't want to be, I can see how it's toxic. But I just, like, usually look at the news and then they, like, get off. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. nah, I'm not going to, like... I don't get in conversations with people. I don't tweet that much. I think people who don't like it a lot, like, get into fights with people. And, like, I just don't engage. Same with, like, I see some some people that I know on Facebook. Like, when I, I have Facebook because of the, the podcast and, like, the Fashion mm-hmm. Grunge page. But I don't really, like, use it like I used to. But I can see when people comment. And I can see, like, 
people getting into fights about like political stuff i'm like oh my god really like wow i think it's honestly like crazy that people still use facebook yeah i see people all the time like still using it like still updating it doing their stuff like and they're not like older some of them are younger than i am like i'm like really like why yeah facebook like just because i i didn't like facebook was my first social media because i was like kind of against myspace or whatever Mm -hmm. so i got that in ninth grade and then i recently in within the past year got rid of facebook and it's like a weight off of my shoulders yeah so good not having facebook and that's kind of what i eventually want to do with instagram as well um like i kind of have to keep instagram just you know just so I don't like lose touch with people. I guess that's why some people don't get rid of Facebook. Yeah, but... I was gonna say that's a lot of my international friends still use Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, it helps that way. That's weird. So I'm still like wanting to know why it's called Airheads, and is it? I think it's like a playful. It's like just like a playful name for the three of them. They're like just dummies. Yeah, they're just being dummies. Yeah, it's like, like they're... crash test dummies. <laughs> There's this one great, like, part where, like, the radio station guy, I forget his name, he's, like, trying to convince uh, Chaz to, like, let them go. And he's, like, like, he just doesn't get the point. And he's, like, I got to do this instead. (laughs) (laughs) And just being a dummy. And I thought that was so funny. It's so funny. I love it. And they're, like, all so beautiful, too. They're just, like, kind of dumb and beautiful. I know, they are. <laughs> it's, like, so crazy. Like, it's really insane that, they, that they're that they also, like, a decent band, too. Granted, it's supposed to be, like, it's it's supposed to be, like, their music that we're hearing. But I was like, they're not even that bad. Like, yeah. you kind of expected them to be really bad when you finally hear them, like, at the end and stuff. And you're like, wait, they're, like, not that bad. <laughs> they would have probably gotten signed. Um, speaking of music, what standouts did you have? Did you have any music standouts? I had a few. Oh. There are actually a lot of there are actually a lot of songs in this, but there's that Motorhead song that's like the intro that has like Ice T and like someone else. I was like Ice T, really? Like on the soundtrack I, that was interesting. Let's see. So a lot of the songs I didn't know to be honest. Um, Born on Blondes has a really cool song where they're in the radio station and they're playing. It's like I'm, yeah, the, I'm one. the one. Yeah, yeah, that one's cool. There was like there was Prong. Um, my that was a band that my dad really liked. Oh, cool. Likes. Um, we actually I actually saw the I, I saw Prong um in Baltimore. Oh, cool. Uh, that was a really cool uh cool performance. Very intimate, which was really awesome. Oh, nice. Um, and then there's like Primus, mm-hmm. but White Zombie was probably my favorite. I thought that was so cool. So fucking cool, right? Uh, the replacements uh was another another good one. Uh, Unsatisfied. It's when Chaz is at the end, like kind of sulking in the radio station. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like the replacements anyway. And then in cool. the prison, there's like there's another song that I wrote like. I was trying to figure out the name of it, but I think it's the Reagan Youth song. It's got to be because I'm like, I wrote in the prison. That's them, the Lone Rangers. I think that's a really awful band name. It is. A, it is. A, I feel like it could be worse. Yeah, I guess it's not terrible, but there's just something corny about it. It is super corny. <laughs> it's super corny. Um, okay, so what are your like favorite scenes, quotes, and stuff? What are your standouts here? Um. 
Probably. I I, I kind of spoiled it earlier, oh, but okay. I was excited about it. But definitely um, when Adam Sandler is like, I can't go to jail. I'm fragile. Oh, yeah. That was like one. one of my favorites. That's a good one. Um, and um, I also just like kind of loved the scene, the ending scene where like they keep getting all these things that they ask for, but they're just like, they realize like, no, that's not good enough. That's not what they want. And like at the end when like he, like they want him to basically just like lip sync and like, you know, pretend to play the guitar. And mm-hmm. he basically like pulls a, a Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. Like one time they asked Kurt Cobain to do that. And he literally was just like, he just stood there and just like mumbled into the microphone to be like, fuck you guys. And I, I loved that part that, they like that they did that in front of everyone that was super cool that nirvana did yeah nirvana did that but in airhead oh, in Airhead, like, he was mean, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was like fuck this like he just pulled a curtain and was like i'm not doing that totally <laughs> and and that also was top of the pops the nirvana thing is when they did that like smells like teen spirit rendition where he's like yeah. literally like making out with the mic and he's just like <laughs> it's really funny though i actually like that and um also uh morrissey did that when the smiths played top of the pops in like the early 80s and they knew they were going to be lip syncing and he just goes out with like a bouquet of like gladiolas which is like what became like his signature but he's not he doesn't have a mic because he was like if i'm not going to be singing i'm going to make it obvious that i'm not singing Oh, wow. So he did that too, yeah, <laughs> in the 80s. That's yeah. awesome. It's kind of funny. And of course, Marcy, I don't even know what the hell to say about him now, but it's like, <laughs> it's very weird. Um, yeah, it's so weird. Um, I have to say, we didn't even mention that Michael Richards, aka Kramer, is in this movie and plays oh like God. a really hilarious part. Like, this was during the era of Seinfeld, which is really funny too, because this is 94 there. Seinfeld was massive at this point. So he's probably like the most famous person in that movie. <laughs> like his, at, at the time, his physical comedy in those damn vents. Oh my God. I was laughing my ass off. So I was watching it in bed and I was funny. cracking up. <laughs> so fun. I also wrote like, I love when he, in the beginning he's talking, they're talking about like how they have to like fire everyone because they're like changing formats or whatever. And he like works at the station and he's talking about like how he has to get a proctologist and if you're a if you're like a Seinfeld fan, you immediately think of that time that Kramer got those ass man license plates. So me, like a fucking nerd, was like, "Oh my god, did, which came first? Did is this a direct like quote or like kind of nod to that era of Seinfeld?" So I looked it up. So the episode that happens is is called Fusilli Jerry, which is so funny. It's season six, episode twenty one. Now it aired April twenty seventh, ninety five. So I wonder if Michael Richards put that into the episode because oh. that didn't exist yet and this was probably filmed in like 93 maybe early 94 but it was before this happened so i often wonder that and i couldn't find the answer whether or not that was a story that he wanted to put in the story or if it was already there but i thought that was really funny that they were both like <laughs> very specific wow. things about like the proctologist so i thought was really cool i mean not cool but you know what i mean like i thought yeah, it was yeah. really super funny yeah <laughs> that's so good yeah it was yeah, so he's good so- He's so funny, like, and the the part where like he has the gun, like it just gets so extreme so, so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like so ridiculous and funny, and that's why I love these kind of movies. And the '90s had a lot of them, and I feel like we don't we get these like really dumb comedies now. Like the comedy movie just is very weird, and I feel I, like it just became Judd Apatow or nothing. And yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
It's I, weird. I really love the simplicity of like, yeah, these like late eighties to nineties uh comedy films just because they're they're funny and like they don't take themselves too seriously. I feel like the last um comedy that I saw, um what was that one that Leonardo DiCaprio did? Um Don't Look Up. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Which, was that funny though? It was supposed to be like, like a satire. A, it, yeah, it's like a satire and like I I was rolling my eyes the whole time to be oh, honest. Wow. Um like I understand it's supposed to be like a good message and like try and like wake people up but like use it with humor, but I'm just like humor is really difficult nowadays. Like Yeah, it's um, different too. If you're not like being like self-deprecating or um which I personally like can't stand that, but um, like, yeah, I feel like humor is definitely difficult right now. And I'm curious to see what direction humor is going to go in. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I, I do again, like I kind of see it within TikTok, but like, yeah, I love this, this era of humor because it's just so simple and people are having a good time. Stylistically. It's great. I think that's what, comedy probably needs to do in regards to film now they need to make it not so complicated like why are you not making dumb pictures about stories like this that are just funny they're just a kind of ridiculous storyline that would never happen that is just very like over the top funny like dude where's my car you know what i mean like just fucking dumb shit that is just supposed to be stupid and funny but is now i feel like it's trying to be like smart and it's trying to be like thinly veiled under like drama, like Succession. Like Succession's yeah. a great show written by the guy who did uh, Don't Look Up. It's a great show and it's very like satire. It's very much like The Office. It's kind of trying to be a little smarter now. We're not yeah. trying to just go full like Seinfeld where it's like just ridiculous situations that were like, this would never happen. Or maybe it would happen. That's probably what Seinfeld was so good at was that they were ridiculous, <laughs> but they were like realistic and they weren't so crazy that you're like, this would never happen. But, like, maybe they need to go back to, like, this kind of stuff. Like, this kind of format. Like, Wayne's World. Like, Biodome. Yeah. Like, harmless comedies, <laughs> you know, that are just cool. I would love to see more of that. Yeah, because I feel like now it's just, like, too self-aware. Mm-hmm. And, like, people just take themselves a little too seriously. And and what's the fun of, what's the fun of you know, comedy if you can't take yourself, you know, if you can't be... If you can't be silly, you yeah. know, I think that's, and I feel like we also are living in such a like post trauma world right now mm-hmm. after the pandemic that like movies like this are really nice. Like even when you told me to do airheads, I was like, man, I'm kind of down in the dumps. I need a silly movie. Yeah. That's why they're so good. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait and- till we do Tommy boy. That's literally like oh. one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. I love Chris Farley so much and also yes. cameo by Chris Farley in here. Can we talk oh. about how funny it was when he gets stuck in the, the pit of all those guys at the Chris white zombie? in the pit. <laughs> so good. That would literally be like, I hope my heaven is like a white zombie show with like a bunch of Chris Farley's being like super <laughs> jolly. Be like, yeah. I would love to have seen like Rob Zombie be like, let's open this pit up. <laughs> and then you see him like, yeah. I love him. Oh my God, I love Chris Farley so much. He's so cute. 
someone there's like this part where like he like it's before he has to go to the the show and like this guy who's out out front of the radio station like says something really mean to him about his weight and i was like i'm gonna fucking deck this dude how dare he how dare he i know i was like oh my god you piece of shit chris farley is the best yeah he's the fucking best um another really great quote by uh rex is shut up dick smoke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, like that. I wrote that down when they're like holding up the station um and then another really amazing quote is when he goes you like that seattle shit and then like beavis and butthead calls on the phone and they're like yes that was amazing so good and then of course your famous one that you texted me when they're like talking to to kramer on the phone the cops and they're like do we have anyone we can call for you a family like you know children he's like no i don't have anyone he's like do you have a home he's like i don't have a home i have a condo (laughs) that that killed me i i was laughing out loud that was so funny i don't know what i'm gonna name this episode like i know that that might be the second quote the the i don't have a home i have a condo because i want something else for the main one but i just (laughs) just such a great one i love that also um i love when like when he's like uh basically being like i wasn't cool in high school i played (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons, and he's like, I play Dungeons and Dragons too. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't I a, have long hair. <laughs> I had a bug collection. I ate my boogers. I know. I know. <laughs> so gross. I used to wear corduroy pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. Uh, that reminds me of like that amazing scene in Mean Girls where they tr- do those like trust falls where they're all like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, I'm sorry I called you a gap tooth bitch. <laughs> it's not my fault you're so gap toothed. <laughs> oh, my favorite is like, I just want to bake a cake with like rainbows and sunshine. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> I just needed some love. And then they're just like, no, go home. <laughs> Sweetie, go home. <laughs> so funny. Um, I love when like Chaz starts talking shit about the Beatles because right there with you, man. Don't get it, never will. No, probably no comment. Yeah, don't, don't get it, never will. And I love how he's like, Man, the Beatles suck. We're like making super awesome music, and they're like, Man, music sucks. Rock has gone down ever since John Lennon. And I wrote, Yep, that's probably what I probably say about Kurt Cobain that I feel like <laughs> rock has gone downhill, and there'll be some, you know, young kids who'll be like, What are you talking about? rock is awesome like it's still great but it's not though it's just not mainstream anymore so it's just a little different i guess yeah Yeah, when it comes to like this story this also reminds me it makes me really nostalgic versus nostalgia makes me really like (laughs) yeah nostalgic for a time when like rock was mainstream like it yeah I, i wish there were like two types of music that were mainstream that it wasn't like one or the other which it kind of seems like it it's like a pendulum, you know, like first, then it goes pop, then it goes like hip hop, then it just keeps. Now it seems like those are the only two pendulums. They yeah. just go either pop or they just go hip hop. There's no rock. There's no like, there's just no in between. There's no like folk that kind of comes in. Like, you know, we used to have like Bon Iver and like Iron and Wine. We used to have like things that would kind of break through the mainstream every now totally. and again because it was like a really great song or you know resonate with a lot of people but now i feel like it's always the same like 10 artists that just get rotated like all the time i wonder why that is like and i mean even you know um 
I guess maybe in like 2013, like the Stomp Folk was probably the last of any like rock resemblance. Like Mm -hmm. not even saying that was rock, but um, it was like pop folk, I guess. Um, Who is that? Who's in that group? Um, what was that one band called? Like, Foo um, Fighters are like the only band. Foo Fighters and and Pearl Jam are like the only bands that I know from the '90s that are like still touring and like making music, and people still go. But where not that many? I'm like looking. Up. Well, it'd be like Block Party. That was old though. Block oh, Party, yeah. what like 2000, like that. Well, and I I still think of like Block Party as more of like alternative. Yeah, they're not like, like rock, rock. Yeah. Like I think, and I don't. I never listened to this band, so I feel like icky, like saying it. But uh, I feel like the last like considered rock band was like Imagine Dragons. Oh, are they considered that a rock band? band? Was, I don't even know. I just I think they're awful. I mean, but, a lot of people um, do, right? Yeah, I think a- that was really kind of like one of the last um, mainstream. Like, yeah, I don't think they're. I think. Foo Fighters are like the only active, actual mainstream rock band. I'm actually going to look up right now since we're, this is the night of Google and uh, we're recording this on Friday, May 6th at 8.03 PM. Just so you know, like what's going on and how, (laughs) how like current we are. It's not going to be current when we talk about it, but I just like want to look at the rock charts, the billboard rock charts. see What they, this is hot 100, but I want to know like, what the rock like what is the what's rock like what do they even cons i guess like arcade fire do they even have rock it's just like hot 100 yeah because like Haley williams could be like i they don't just know have if 200 and global i don't think they have a rock chart yeah. they probably don't because back in the day <laughs> i keep like i always say this but back in that time all of the charts, the charts were together. Like when Nirvana charted number one, it wasn't charting number one on the rock chart. It was number one overall. It was like yeah. rock was mixed in. So Harry Styles is number one at the moment. This is week of May 7th. So this is this week. Um, he's been on the chart for four weeks. And like Glass Animals, which that's just kind of like... Who is that? They're just like a... I don't even know how to... They're like a chill, like down tempo kind of pop group so they're all pop i see justin bieber i didn't even know he was still making music yeah there's like imagine dragons kodak black it's basically hip-hop doja cat she was the one yeah it's all pop music like even the ones that like there's like this one like artist gail that i heard from tiktok Mm -hmm. and that's like it's still like like billy eilish kind of pop oh yeah Um, so it's like there's really there's really just no Ed Sheeran. How is he it, so, so gross? How is he so fucking famous? Like I do not like him at all, and I don't see Me the either. appeal. Like why is he so famous? He's like, isn't he like number one globally? It's like nuts. I don't get it. I don't also, get I don't it. get Olivia Rodrigo. Sorry, guys. No, like, yeah, I I, I, I was her. at first, and then I was like, eh. Yeah. I, I like respect, you know, the hustle and she's doing a great job, but it is not for me. Yeah. It's not the um, thing is it's very the thing about it is that it's very obviously not marketed to like certain people. It's very young. Like yeah. it's very and it's very consciously marketed to very young. It's not something that's just like this is great music, who cares who listens to it? 
it's yeah. very marketed in that like cutesy like y2k-esque like you know nostalgia that like younger kids have now totally yeah which is cool i mean that if they know your audience you know what i mean like if that's the audience you're gonna go for that's why you get big because that's who's gonna be recognizing you yeah buying your shit so it makes sense so I totally get the whole, like, you know, things go downhill. I know things are not really downhill. It's just a different landscape. It just really dramatically changed in my lifetime. And yeah. same in yours. It's, it's it's a big jump. And it, now it just feels very, like, ghosty. Like, the music industry feels like this weird, foggy cloud that's, like, there. And sometimes you can see it. And, like, sometimes you can't. But you don't really need them because that's the difference too now when they're all trying to like do anything they can do to get a record label and a record contract to like get their music out there. Now everything that they want, you can do alone. Like you can put it out yourself. Just like you did today on Bandcamp. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for the plug, girl. Like that that is something for real though that like uh, I, I, I see this in so many like tiktok artists like going going back to airheads like that that was kind of like the only way think about even like in wayne's world within airheads Mm -hmm. and wayne's world where it's like you need this you need you know this rep to like see you and and hear you and like they just want to be seen but it's like at this point in time you you don't even need that um all you have to do like is just put it out yourself and like put it on TikTok and just be a content creator. Mm-hmm. Like that's how um you know there are there are some artists that I've been following on TikTok who they were just posting they're they're just posting songs that they would play it, they'd sing it and people really liked it and then they were on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. You know, like that's just how it works now and I, I don't I, I think like this idea that there's this um this actual like music industry and like like men in suits, you know, choosing things that just doesn't exist anymore. It, and it people does, who think it exists, it's like it's they're in denial. <laughs> it, it does on the like commercial side. Like yes. it exists in a very small bubble, but it exists in the way that it for that it does for like Taylor Swift. And totally. you saw how that worked out for her and how she's like, fuck this. I'm recording my own shit because you're, you can sell my catalog and make money. And I don't get shit. No, 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 no. So you see how it does fuck you over. But now she's got so many fans that she can make all that streaming money back because all of her fans definitely know, don't listen to this version and take that version off. Only put this album up. So I get the royalties from it. Totally. Yeah. So at least you can kind of work it into your favor now when you've built the audience yourself, because that's yeah. one thing that they can't do. They can't give you an audience, but back in the day, they're selling an audience. That's what they're selling. They're selling the like opportunity for more people to hear you Yeah. and guaranteed yep. people to hear you. If you're on like MTV or a certain radio station in LA or whatever, you know, like the big ones. Totally. Yeah, it's really interesting now that you're now what you're looking for is distribution, but you don't even need that because you put yeah, it on Spotify, on Spotify, yep, or wherever. You, you can really do it yourself, and and that's kind of the beauty of it too. Yeah, that's what's actually so great about now is that it's easier to find things. That's what was so cool about Napster. Like when it first came, it was like, what? Oh my God, we can find anything, obscure things, things I want to try, things I haven't I yeah. even know about. Like I downloaded so many albums because someone had told me about it. And I was like, fuck, you know, like someone told me about like, 
this really great like Neil Young record and I didn't buy it, but I was like, shit, I can download it. I'm going to download it and listen to it, you know? And like, that's how I found other things because I could just download it. Granted, it was like stealing at the time, but. I remember when I learned how to, I think we had like Mediafire at Mm -hmm. the time and you could just download the whole record and oh my God, I would just go on binges downloading albums. And like, I, uh, I, I'm like so nostalgic for like that time. I, I kind of still do that with, with Spotify now where I'll just kind of like go on a, on a trail. I'll like listen to a song, I'll hear it. And then I'll be like, Oh, well, what, what is this song recommending? And I'll just almost follow it until I find all these new projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one Um, thing about Spotify. Their algorithm is amazing. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what like Apple's missing. And that's what the other streamers are missing is that because Spotify is like such a dedicated service, like it picks up everything you listen to um, even on whim. So it really like hones that algorithm. Those weekly mixes are so good. It's like yeah. the, there's like a moody mix now where they're like different moods and there's like decade mixes. Like they really have personalization like down. This is not an ad for Spotify. I mean, <laughs> go to Bandcamp and actually search the genres that you really like. And you can actually search like locales and you can find yeah. some really great bands in your area to even go see or even nationally. But I did that here. I think that might be I remember um, my first like full US tour. Uh, that's how I found bands to play with around the country was just going through Bandcamp and looking at, um, you know, the albums that I really liked from different areas, which is really cool. This is a commercial for Bandcamp. Go check them out. <laughs> I mean, not really. They're not paying us, but, you know, they want to. <laughs> We're here. Yeah, Bandcamp hit us yeah, up. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Um, so my last note is that uh, I do love at the end that like they this like label guy from Palantine, the guy that he breaks in at first where they got thrown out, that he like wants them now because they're like a hype band. And he's like, We're prepared to give you a record contract, like anything you want, blah blah. blah. And he's like, I don't want it, man. You haven't even heard our song. There's like a whole snafu with the tape, which is so crazy about this whole analog of the whole thing. Is that like oh, the yeah. tape gets eaten up? <laughs> someone find a tape i need a reel to reel not just a regular tape i need the reel to reel to play it like it's super analog it's real nerdy for the sound folks out there i loved that and i loved like how that one cassette it was thrown out Mm -hmm. it was like run over by that that one car a dog was peeing on yeah, it like and, pissed uh, on. Yeah. and they're like this is still gonna work <laughs> this is still gonna do it i thought that was really great and then also at the end they're like the guy's trying to get them to sign the the deal and he's like but we're gonna go to jail man like what the fuck and he's like oh come on we'll get you out of it if you sign this because you'll be like this badass rock star rock stars don't go to jail vince neal killed someone and he went to jail for 30 days and i was like <laughs> oh my god you're right vince neal actually did <laughs> Um, and did go to jail for 30 days. This leads me to another future Patreon episode. You will hear it here first. I'm going to do an episode on rock stars and like the law and like Ooh. certain cases that they've gotten into and like whether or not like what the typical standard sentence is. I'm going to look up all this nerdy law shit since we're deep in this Johnny Depp Amber Heard shit. I'm going to like look up the cases of like what's normal for terms and like what did they actually end up getting and see if there was some type of favoritism with like fascinating yeah i'm actually i'm actually like really excited for that because that that will um yeah that'll be a good patreon episode because there's that's so cool there's a lot and the fact that he said that really triggered my head i was like that's so true i bet these label guys definitely have people who get them off 
of like certain oh, things totally. that happen. Like they don't go to jail because they're like, oh no, well they're touring. So they're going to be, you know, like they're going to be supervised or, you know, something like that. And they just literally get away with it because, yeah, yeah because they're famous. So yeah, that was my last note. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a note about rock stars and the law. That should be interesting because there's, you know, there's a lot. I'm sure depending on who I follow, but yeah. I mean, do you have any last notes about airheads? I'm just glad that uh, you got me to watch this movie because it was like it was well worth the laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this was. I love that we're doing all the like funny movies. Like we're like the '90s comedy team. Yes, we're doing all the night. We're gonna do Spice World soon. uh, Heads up. Oh my! Um, You guys will not be ready for that's gonna be like twilight 2.0 i'm gonna shit on that movie the whole time but i love that yeah right like (laughs) you and mikey are gonna do uh spice world for sure that's gonna come up at some point we gotta do tommy boy we gotta do blank check um so yeah we have a bunch uh we're gonna do so yeah we uh we'll see you soon on the next one yeah thank you so much yeah bye bye